The Autobiography of Madame Kion by Jean Kion, Volume 2, Chapter 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. My soul was in a state of entire resignation and very great content in the midst of such violent tempests. Those persons came to tell me a hundred extravagant stories against Father Lacombe. The more they said to me to his disadvantage, the more esteem I felt for him. I answered them, Perhaps I may never see him again, but I shall ever be glad to do him justice. It is not he who hinders me from engaging at Gex. It is only because I know it to be none of my vocation. They ask me, who could know that better than the bishop? They further told me I was under a deception, and my state was good for nothing. This gave me no uneasiness, having referred to God the care of requiring and of exacting what He requires and in what manner He demands it. A soul in this state seeks nothing for itself, but all for God. Some may say, What, then, does this soul? It leaves itself to be conducted by God's providences and creatures. Outwardly, its life seems quite common. Inwardly, it is wholly resigned to the divine will. The more everything appears adverse and even desperate, the more calm it is. In spite of the annoyance and pain of the senses and of the creatures, which for some time after the new life raise some clouds and obstructions, as I have already signified. But when the soul is entirely passed into its original being, all these things no more cause any separation or partition. It finds no more of that impurity which came from self-seeking, from a human manner of acting, from an unguarded word, from any warm emotion or eagerness, which caused such a mist as it is then, could neither prevent nor remedy, having so often experienced its own efforts to be useless and even hurtful, as they did nothing else but still more and more defile it. There is in such case no other way or means of remedy but in waiting till the sun of righteousness dissipate those fogs. The whole work of purification comes from God only. Afterward, this conduct becomes natural. Then the soul can say with the royal prophet, 
though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in him will I confide. For then, though assaulted on every side, it continues fixed as a rock. Having no will but for what God sees me to order, be what it may, high or low, great or small, sweet or bitter, honor, wealth, life, or any other object, what can shake its peace? It is true, our nature is so crafty that it worms itself through everything. A selfish sight is like the basilisks, it destroys. Trials are suited to the state of the soul, whether conducted by lights, gifts, or ecstasies, or by the entire destruction of self in the way of naked faith. Both these states are found in the Apostle Paul. He tells us, Unless I should be exalted above measure, through the abundance of revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me. He prayed thrice, and it was said to him, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. He proved also another state when he thus expressed himself, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from the body of this death? To which he replies, I thank God, it is done through Jesus Christ our Lord. It is he who conquered death in us through his own life. Then there is no longer a sting in death or thorn in the flesh, capable of paining or hurting any more. At first, indeed, and for a pretty long time after, the soul sees that nature wants to take some part with it in its trials. Then its vitality consists in withholding it, without allowing it the least indulgence, till it leaves everything to go on with God in purity as it comes from Him. Till the soul be in this state, it always solis by its own mixture the operation of God. Like those rivulets which contract the corruption of the place they pass through, but flowing in a pure place, they then remain in the purity of their source. Unless God, through experience, makes known His guidance to the soul, He can never comprehend it. Oh, if souls had courage enough to resign themselves to the work of purification, without having any weak and foolish pity on themselves, 
what a noble, rapid, and happy progress would they make. But few are willing to lose the earth. If they advance some steps, as soon as the sea is ruffled and they are dejected, they cast anchor and often desist from the prosecution of the voyage. Such disorders doth selfish interest and self-love occasion. It is a consequence not to look too much at one's own state, not to lose courage, not to afford any nourishment to self-love, which is so deep-rooted that its empire is not easily demolished. Often the idea which a man falsely conceives of the greatness of his advancement in divine experience makes him want to be seen and known of men and to wish to see the very same perfection in others. He conceives too low ideas of others and too high of his own state. Then it becomes a pain to him to converse with people too human, whereas a soul truly mortified and resigned would rather converse with the worst by the order of providence than with the best of its own choice, wanting only to see or to speak to any as providence directs, knowing well that all beside, far from helping, only hurt it, or at least prove very unfruitful to it. What then renders this soul so perfectly content? It neither knows nor wants to know anything but what God calls it to. Herein it enjoys divine content after a manner vast, immense, and independent of exterior events, more satisfied in its humiliation and in the opposition of all creatures by the order of providence than on the throne of its own choice. It is here that the apostolic life begins. But do all reach that state? Very few, indeed, as far as I can comprehend. There is a way of lights, gifts, and graces, a holy life in which the creature appears all admirable. As this life is more apparent, so it is more esteemed of such, at least as have not the purest light. The souls which walk in the other path are often very little known for a length of time as it was with Jesus Christ himself till the last years of his life. Oh, if I could express what I conceive of this state, but I can only stammer about it. End of chapter 8, Volume 2